Welcome, Victory Point family. You have joined us on the uh, podcast, daily podcast, and uh, we're glad you're here. I am Kim Hauer, and I am with my guest, Anna Vrujink, and I'm excited to um, go through scriptures with her this week. We have a cool connection, and um, I'm just excited to hear what she has to say to us this week through what she hears God saying, and then um, also me as well. So, Anna, would you please say hello to everyone and share about yourself? What would you like me to share, Kim? Um, Tell us a little bit about your family and what you do. Okay. My family, I am married to Travis. He is an elder here. So you see him around. Um, and, and it is playing being a little bit. He hasn't recently. This is the base. Yes. And then I have two girls, Aaron and Izzy. Aaron's 14. Izzy is 11. I should know that right off the top of my head, shouldn't I? Yeah, you know. A little bit. It takes a little bit sometimes. It does. And they're usually running around, even though they are a little bit older kids. They're running around with all the young kids, too. So, and they're helping out. And then for job... I am a nurse at the Royal Atrium Assisted Living. And yeah, what else you want to know? Is that good? That's good. <laughs> um, I l- just want to say that I love your heart and passion for the older um, population. Um, I just know that that is a very sweet um, gift that God has given you. So I just think it's cool because I have very little patience. And I think that's something that takes a lot of patience. It does. They, the elderly folks, they do surprise me quite often. And there's so much just, I think a lot of people forget that they're people too. And as growing up too, right? Like you Mm -hmm. forget, you're like, and um, they're just kind of fun. There's so many times where I go into work and I'm like, I never would have expected that to happen in a million years. And people have such different personalities and it sticks with them. Even they're not going to change when they're 97. It's just people don't change and you're like, you can't change them. So they are, they are fun and interesting. And I never thought I would work with the elderly. I never did. Like I was like, no way I'm not going to do that. But um, I really do. I really enjoy working with that group of people. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And knowing you, you are such a fun vibrant, lively person. Um, And so I know that in your work, you bring a lot of joy and life um, to the elderly who are in homes that um, don't maybe see their families as much or the young kids as much who typically bring that joy. So you bring that childlike fun and excitement. I do. I, um, one of the ladies had fidgets, the poppins, and then like the magnets. And I was distracted the whole conversation I was talking to her. And I was like, the daughter was like, if you can't find them, Anna probably took them. And I was like, it's so true. So no, I do. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kind of a child in that way. But anyway. Yes. yes. I love so, that about you. So I'm excited for this week. Yes. Um, so without further ado, um, maybe we should just jump right into the scripture for today. Sure. And um, I just want to put a disclaimer to all those who are listening. Yeah, yeah. That Kim and Anna tend to talk a lot. So we're going to try to keep this short. Um, we're going to keep it relevant. We'll try. We're going to try. Okay. Um, and also just know that Anna and I are not theologians of any sort. <laughs> um, I think we have a fondness for the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I like to dig deeper. So some days we might go a little bit deeper and have to check things out a little bit more, but, um, 
just know that we are just trying to be faithful followers of God's word. I've, and so that is fair. Yes. We're not geniuses here. We're not. <laughs> so that's so true. Right. So way to put that at the beginning that we're not geniuses. Right, it's very right. encouraging. I just too. want to make sure they understand. <laughs> we're just trying to be faithful followers of Jesus here. So nice. Um, if you would read our scripture for today. Sure. So we're going to start with 1 Kings 2, 10 through 12. Then David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. He had reigned 40 years over Israel, seven years in Hebron, and 33 years in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his rule was firmly established. And then over to 1 Kings 3, verse 3 through 14. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the statues of his father, David, except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place, and Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and had given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in the place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had turn a page, asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but discernment and administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise discerning heart so that there will, so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings." And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as David, your father, did, I will give you a long life. That was like a long one you started with, Kim. Like, come on. Hey, like, I don't, that was a mouthful. I don't pick the scriptures. So <laughs> I um, we're at I the mercy like was, of the plan. I know, right? <laughs> but it is a long scripture. Um, so I guess if we could condense it, is there something that stood out to you? In this passage, like in the lump of it, that just I am like, stood out. So the first part of it, like when we read the the two, the ten through twelve part, I don't know. I don't know if anything really struck me as that, besides the fact that I didn't realize that David reigned for that long. Right, forty years. Yeah. So that's forty years. That's pretty impressive. And I just didn't realize that. Um, but then the next part was like the part about 
Solomon's rule being firmly established. Like what, what does that mean? Yeah. Like how is it firmly established? I don't know. Like that just kind of struck me as like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. Right. I guess the opposite would be unfirmly established, (laughs) but what does that mean? Like, yeah, I think that is a like, eh. I don't know. Like there was no one. No other contender. No one contesting it. No one. It just kind of struck me as like, okay. And normally with Kings, the next one's the sun and uh, that's a line. Like, yeah. Right. But sometimes there's some, an outlier or something like that, or a different country fighting you or something like that. But that just struck me as like, okay, I, that just hit me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know why that was in there. But anyway, but then that's all I noticed from that part. Anything from you? Right. Yeah. So I like, for me, I just thought, um, I liked the setup in first Kings two, 10 through 12, just how it establishes how David did reign for a long time. Mm-hmm. He obviously had God's favor. Yes. Um, and then his son reigned. Um, and then it, like that part two, I'm trying to think it was in verse 12. Um, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, where, where it says, um, sorry, I got the wrong one, seven through nine, my bad. Yeah, um, all over the place. That's okay. Where he says now in my version, the new living translation, it says a little differently than what you read, mm-hmm. but it says now, O Lord, my God, you have made me King instead of my father, David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Yeah. Um, I just think that's like a, a cool picture. First of all, like you said, King's just kind of it's family succession. Yeah. Um, Solomon was well aware of the reign of his father mm-hmm. and how he reigned. Yeah. And so it was like, he probably felt um, extremely humble in that moment. Like, and you know, he says it, I'm like a child. I have no idea how to do this God. Um, and I, I just loved his humble attitude in that. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I'm just a kid. Right. Um, and I don't know how old he was. I didn't check into that, but oh, that would be interesting. He at least felt like a child. So I right. think there's that humble, you know, acknowledging you're lacking um, with God. Um, and then in verse nine, it says, "Give me an understanding heart," um, which demonstrates again that humble attitude, like he's seeking God for an understanding heart mm-hmm. or wisdom. And how to govern his people. So I just, to me, I just, I loved the image of Solomon's humble attitude at that point. I did um, too. I, I noted that. I noted the, um, I first thought of the, him recognizing his father in recognizing, it was interesting because I, I had a, a chat with my daughter, just kind of about how she views me and my job and stuff like that. And her perception of me was amazing. Like, right. Like she just had such amazing things to say about me. And I didn't realize those things about myself. So the perception that we have, like, you don't, you don't realize what your, your kids see and how they perceive you and how they, they see you differently than I think, I think kids in general. Right. see things differently. So that yeah. was kind of, I mean, I just had a talk with her and then I read that part and I was like, oh yeah, she did. She seen me better than I almost see myself. Like it was kind of like, wow, 
she put me and and then same thing like Solomon was like wow my dad was amazing he did all these things he followed God he, he was an amazing king and I don't know if I mean if that was ever like discussed or anything like that you know like dad and son chat um but it just struck me like I, I had that kind of but then in the same sense it was also thinking about that child aspect um the parallels to us being children and how many times we go into things and have no clue what to do. Yeah. No clue. And I mean, and I mean, you look at your children, right. And we're teaching them stuff. They don't know what to do. Right. And they, they ask, how do I do this? And they're taught. So for us to go into a new thing or for us to new things all the time. Yeah. Right. And we're just children. And it's like, I'm just a child. I really have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but the question would be like in those moments, I have no idea what I'm going to do or how to do this. Do I ask God or do I try and do it myself? Right. Right. And a lot of times I try and do it myself. Right. And then you just realize, man, why didn't I just ask? Why didn't I just, why did I try and do that myself? Why didn't I ask for the wisdom in the scenario? Why didn't I ask for what to do? Why didn't I ask for those things? It just, yeah. And then yeah. in the end, those moments you do ask, uh, you're, you look back on it and you go, man, that's so rewarding. That turned out great. Like, you know, like those moments right. where you're like, why, why do I do that <laughs> to myself? You know, I don't know. That was kind of what struck me that that example of he, he asked for something that wasn't for himself that was another thing right right like when we ask for things are they for ourselves or are they for others right yeah because he was asking for wisdom mm-hmm. in how to govern the people in right. right and wrong so he's it got wasn't the about weight himself. of the people that look up to him. Right. He's got the weight of their right upbringing, right? And right. guidance. So he was asking for wisdom, but only so that he could lead people. These numerous amount of people. Effectively. Right. Yeah. Which is also like, I stop and think when I ask, what do you need? You know, like, what do you need? And then when I ask or what I, is it really for other people? You know, like, and, and then it, it, he did ask for other people. And then God's like, cool, you did, you pleased me. My heart is happy. I'm going to give you all this other stuff, you know, like, that's just amazing. I don't know why we complicate it so much. Right. Um, I think we just need to get out of our heads and ask how to better serve others instead of a selfish, I need this. I need the the question. I need wisdom and how to deal with this scenario, or I need wisdom, how to help somebody or I need was, you know, like, I think those are the questions, but I don't know that I ask those questions all the time. Right. I mean, I I guess part of that is human nature, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're just not, um, we're not quick to think of others, you know, just naturally very self-focused and 
selfish and mm-hmm. self-centered. And um, so, yeah, I think that just turning it back to God mm-hmm. and remembering that we got to go back to him um, to get that wisdom. Yeah. And it requires humility. Yes. You know, because selfishness to me is prideful, right? You, like you know everything, you can do everything mm-hmm. and um, you don't need a God in that scenario. Right. Um, but it's clear that Solomon, even though he was given kingship, right? Like, so he already had he just, it. Already had it. So he could have done whatever he wanted, but he wanted to do it for God. And I thought, um, yeah, just a cool example. And he had great stories there with um, the kids and how it were childlike. I love that. Yeah. Um, I tend to go to my teenage children who, of course, are at the stage where they so helpful. know it all. They do. Um, they don't need my help or guidance. Yes. Um, so it's a little bit challenging, you yeah. know, to train and guide them and lead them. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's that attitude of, I got this, you know, so it, it it's a good reminder mm-hmm. as a parent, if we think of God as that parent, right, of us, how often he's probably sitting there rolling his eyes like, I know, I know you got this, but can you, imagine God rolling can you just eyes, trust like, me? Oh my goodness, I can't handle <laughs> this again. Oh. Yes. Can we try this again one more time? Um no, so, it is true. In order to um, not continue to uh, belabor the points, um, I yeah. think you hit really what a lot of this says about God. Mm-hmm. I think what it teaches us about people in general, but ourselves as well. Yeah. Uh, and you gave some cool short stories. Oh. There so um, it up I feel like you. we've accomplished our first time experience, me as host, yes. you as guest. I feel I like, feel we like could... we've accomplished this. Well, we have problems today. Talking. You know, us talking is always difficult. Yeah, you can it tell is. it's a struggle. It so is. I appreciate everybody listening in. Um, and as we wrap this up. Um, what would be the challenge? What would be the challenge? Yeah, going forward this week. So like a challenge, like what would be that small thing you do this week? What would what would, be, what would that be? Like the small thing would be... Um, I guess, I guess the, to be more mindful when I pray, um, first of all, to pray, to not like mindful, mindful, right? Intentionality. Intentionality in general to stop and go, to stop and go, I don't know. And I'm a little child and to remember that I'm just a child, which is also like a paralleling child of God identity to remember that, but what that actually means. I think that would be if you just remember that, that I am a child and I don't know. Yeah. It's very helpful because then if I don't know, who am I going to ask? Who who am I going to turn to? I'm going to turn to my dad and ask those questions, right? Yep. So I think that would be a, a challenge for everybody to to turn turn to your dad and and ask for those wisdom. Ask for the wisdom to serve others, right? Not the not for what you need. You know, I think that would be a a challenge for me, which is a big challenge. Yeah. And I think I had the same thing, just um, seeking God for wisdom. mm -hmm. Um, Because we all govern or lead people in a sense, you know, as Mm -hmm. parents, uh, we have our children, um, those who have businesses, jobs, probably lead other people. Um, 
I think we all lead people at some point. Grandparents are leading their children and grandchildren. Right. So I think that um, just focusing on God yeah. to give us wisdom as we acknowledge our roles in leading, um, however that may look in our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. So um, great words. Um, I am going to leave with the blessing for today. Um, I'm going to go with the traditional one today. The traditional. The All traditional right. we'll blessing. Traditional. Um, or as, a little bit more like outside the lines yeah. as we, we go into the week. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but the traditional one, as they call the priestly blessing, which I don't feel priestly, so don't go mistake it, this. Go for but, it. Uh, As you go forward in this week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and wisdom, I'm going to add. And wisdom. (laughs) Great. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully you will join us again tomorrow uh, for day day. two. Have a great day.